as highly offensive and indecent material. Ryan, pull down your pants. <laughs> JB, you start sucking. The host, a comedian of questionable talent, speaks incessantly on topics of a sexual and scatological nature. I will fuck you, but I will not eat you. I want that fucking dick down my throat while I'm dicking him down. I okay. hope my mother's listening. Your ass became a rosebud? Yeah, that's because I got dicked down real good. So. <laughs> he asks questions of his celebrity guests that are highly inappropriate and rude. Which of you has a bigger penis? Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun, good one. Going down on the clitoris? Oh, yes. Oh, I Absolutely. like where you're going with yep. this. For some reason, the word strap-on just comes right out of my mouth, Bianca. Yeah, you said come and strap-on at the same time. <laughs> and he cannot stop talking about his buttocks. I think your butt is telling you, no moss, por favor. <laughs> this is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. <laughs> and now... The one, the only... Hello, hello, hello. I was I was singing the Adele song. Oh, I thought you were doing our little joke. Welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We are not live. Gail, are you listening? We are not live. But this is a brand new episode. If you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, June 22nd, one week before World Pride at DNRStudios.com. Leave me, me. Your ratings and reviews on iTunes or wherever else you listen to the ass. Email me, me, at adam at adamsank.com. Like the Facebook page and download my second and final comedy album if you haven't already. It's really funny. It's called Adam Sank's Last Comedy Album, and it's available on every audio platform you can think of. Um, I also have a little announcement. I haven't mentioned this up until now. But I may be coming out of retirement for a couple weekends this coming July in Fort Lauderdale, Florida for some comedy shows in which I might be naked. Wait, is it for that nature group again that you had on no, the show? No, oh, okay. this, this is a different thing. But uh, stay tuned for details. You are the share of stand-up comedy. I am the naked gay share without the money or the fame. <laughs> or the Bob Mackie costumes. Uh, on today's show, we have Eddie Danger, a porn star with a perfect penis, in my opinion. But there's so much more to Eddie. He's not just a porn star. He's truly a renaissance man. And the penis, it's not the biggest penis in the world. doesn't Cer always have to be. Certainly not the biggest penis in porn, but it is perfection, in my opinion. A well-crafted penis. It is so well-crafted. It is like a um, like crafted in a microbrewery, mm. if you will. Oh, yes. But definitely not a micropenis. It is the ideal boyfriend dick. Love that. And speaking of boyfriend dick, Ryan Frostig is here with us again, my favorite uh, co-host. Uh, I don't know how that works. Welcome, but... Ryan. Hi. Oh. I, lo I love boyfriend dick. Me too. I love boyfriend dick. I mean, listen, a supersized dick is fun once in a blue moon. Yeah, but it's like... But you can't take it all the see, time. I, I've, I've discovered that there has to be a certain size in order to ride this kind of ride or mm. to pass my gates. Mm. And you have to at least be at least seven inches. Welcome, JB. Hi. <laughs> And thank you for that contribution. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, we all have different size holes. Yeah. Yeah. Mine I, is rather shallow. I have a shallow vagina. For me, the reason I love a boyfriend dick is because as a bottom, I love to... Bottom. Bottom. Um, I like to be creative. I like to get into different positions. And if I know that I can take it and it's not going to kill me, then I can do exactly. all sorts I'm of... I'm way more fun. I'm if I don't think fun. I'm having my insides ripped open. Yeah. But in addition to being a porn star, Eddie Danger is a published poet. He's a go-go boy. He's a writer. He went to college. Very well-rounded. He's not necessarily gay. We're going to ask about that. Ooh, I have so many. Yeah, uh, maybe. Or maybe he's gay for pay or maybe pan. Who needs Pansexual. Labels? He fucks pans. I don't know. <laughs> but um, we're going to be talking to him a little later in the hour. But first, Ryan, if yes. I were to ask you this question, and JB, you can play along too, who would you say is the gayest man in show business either sure. today or of all time <laughs> um oh god um of all time mm -hmm. well, i'm sorry not in television in showbiz history the gayest man in showbiz history probably elton john elton john yeah because i i do love rocket man i mean that like is interesting because he list. did not make this list of the 12 gayest men in showbiz history. Huh. This was compiled by our friend Michael Musto over at New Now Next. And uh, according to Michael, mm -hmm. the list goes as follows. First, we have Paul Lind. 
Okay. The great Paul Lind, best known for being center square on the Hollywood Squares for many years, but he was also on a Broadway star. He was in Bye Bye Birdie, the mm -hmm. original cast. He yes. was on Bewitched as Uncle Arthur. And uh, Paul Lind was, you know, from that time when you could be a big swishy queen on TV, but you couldn't actually be gay. Right. So he never came out, and there was never any discussion of his being gay, but especially on Hollywood Squares, you know, one of his most famous answers, Peter Marshall asked him, uh, why do motorcycle gangs wear leather? And Paul Lynn says, because chiffon would wrinkle. <laughs> you know, he was a big queen. And just so funny. And as a child, I identified so strongly with his humor. Yeah. Like, I feel like he introduced, he's one of the ones who introduced that sort of gay campy humor to the world. Uh, number two on the list is RuPaul. Oh, yeah. That would, that would be of today, I would say RuPaul for sure. I think in history. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, Musto points out other legendary drag superstars that include Charles Ludlam, Charles Pierce, Jim Bailey, Laurie Shannon, Charles Bush, Lipsinka, both of whom have been on the ass, and every drag race contestant who ever lived, says Musto. But really, RuPaul is a force. Oh yeah, absolutely. Certainly the most famous and, and influential drag queen and of all time. even though RuPaul is, can be, and has been somewhat problematic, we just knowing that there could have been a world without RuPaul's Drag Race, which brought queer life to the mainstream for this new generation. Um, I just can't imagine not having RuPaul. RuPaul was a pioneer and RuPaul was like in the nineties, like on television, like a working actor in drag. Shantae you stay. Yeah. No, I remember when, when Supermodel came out, and it would come on at the gay bar in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah. We would all run to Whoa. the video screen to watch it. It didn't matter how many times we had seen it. We, at the whole bar would just turn to the video screen. We were transfixed. We could not believe what we were seeing on MTV. But the list is interesting, though. I mean, because when I think show business, I mean, it could be it can be anything, right? So that's yes. why it's like the fact that Elton John well, people... Well, it turns out that... <laughs> I was wrong, and Elton John is on the list. Okay, okay. I just he he was at the bottom of the page and cut off. But we're gonna get to him in a second. Number four on the list is George Takei. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my, yeah. oh my. Uh, Takei uh, famously survived uh, life in a Japanese American internment camp. Uh, became best known as Sulu on the Star Trek series. Didn't come out until later in life, until 2005. But he has become a huge, outspoken. Uh, proponent of LGBTQ rights and sort of left-wing causes in general. Yeah. He's a real uh, thorn in, in Trump's He has a really big ass. social media uh, presence Huge. as well. And we should mention, he uh, looked like he was going to go down in the whole Me Too era scandals when a young man, a formerly young man, uh, accused him of groping him when he was drunk and right. trying to get into his underwear. But that sort of went away. George survived it. Well, there you go. Um Oh my. And, oh my. Just for a little sidebar. Please. Uh, Eddie Danger is a bisexual. He does f straight porn and gay porn. That I know. Yeah, I'm looking at his Twitter and I'm just like. Oh I no, he mo his Twitter is all straight porn. Oh, that, I knew that. Yeah, I did not know that. I just didn't I mean, know how. Are you looking at a lot of pussy right now? I'm looking at a lot of pussy right now. It's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> scary. Better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Thank you. Nothing against. The punani it's just yeah not, for you ladies listening i love your pussy. beautiful well yeah, and you should great. celebrate your vaginas just pussy not in front of me yeah. okay uh next on the list and again i apologize for being such a poorly prepared host elton john <laughs> uh sir elton did marry a woman in 1984 yes, and uh had called himself bisexual for uh, most of his career but he of course is now Later openly out. gay he's been with david furnish for years they have children together um and, uh, I mean, Elton John, I think more than any other rock star, except perhaps uh, Freddie Mercury, brought um, queer theatricality yes. to the rock and roll world. Yes. You know, people, get, people always say that about Bowie, but that's bullshit to me. Bowie was a fashion icon, but Bowie was not gay. Right. He wasn't even really bi. He just kind of teased the sexuality yeah. button gender gay fluidity is it, is it gay bait? he was a little bit of a gay baiting and he yeah. wanted to be shocking and but for my money he's not a gay icon elton john and freddie mercury absolutely two most queen. important figures in in rock and roll for gay people honorable mentions musto gives to the village people boy george jimmy somerville andy bell love andy bell of erasure mm. love that group uh joe Bryath. I don't know who that is. George Michael, who we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Lance Bass, Adam Lambert, Sylvester, and Rudolf Nureyev. 
And also, yes, maybe uh, we could add uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Sure, although he's not a rock star. Show Nor is Rudolf Nureyev, for that matter. But the rest of that list, I think, we're Wait, all... I'm confused, yeah. I'm confused stars. about... Well, what he, the... was, he was giving honorable mentions in the Elton John section to all these other rock stars. Oh, but then I he see, includes Rudolf Nureyev. But then he also used to be star of the list with RuPaul. And... Yeah, well, but I'm... Okay, we're going to move on. Okay, okay. So next on the list is another famous drag queen. Probably the second most famous drag queen of all time. Divine. Yes. Who left us far too soon in 1988... Uh, in a skin-tight red dress with impossibly raised eyebrows and tortured yellow hair, Divine was quite a sight as the plus-sized villainous vixen in John Waters' Pink Flamingos in 1972. Uh, and then, of course, in many of his other films, including Hairspray, where he played the mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the saddest thing about Divine is his career really blew up right before he died. He was so close to being like the superstar that he'd always dreamed of being. Because Hairspray was such a phenomenal success, Huge. most successful John Waters movie at that time. And then Divine got cast on Married with Children, which was a really popular network show on Fox at that time. And literally, like, I don't think they'd even started filming. He died of a, of a massive heart attack in his sleep. <sighs> um, so hats off to Divine. Next on the list, I don't know really if this qualifies as show business, is Truman Capote. Yeah. Le- arts. Legendary author, but I think to Musto's point, uh, a, a talk show fixture mm-hmm. during the 70s, uh, 60s and 70s, and you know a little bit of the 80s until he died in 84. Truman Capote would give these like crazy interviews. He would, he'd always be a little drunk and he'd be on Johnny Carson or um, uh, who's, the, the, who's the guy that I love? Oh my God, my brain is freezing. Anyway, he would give these interviews and he would talk like this and this weird little voice and People were fascinated by him. Yeah. I remember as a child, I saw this weird campy movie called Murder by Death, and he was in the movie. He was so creepy. He's like, <laughs> he's probably like um, one of the first like sort of gay socialites. Yes, and he was unapologetically gay. You yeah. know, Capote became famous in the 50s and was never in the closet. Yeah. Even That's... as a young man, he was like, this is me. And he always had sex with and dated straight guys his whole life. I like Good me. for him. Just like he, <laughs> JB is often compared to Truman Capote. <laughs> Next on the list is Liberace. Uh, I wouldn't put him on this list because he never came out. Um, even after, you know, coming down with AIDS, he claimed it was uh, liver cancer or something and never admitted to it. Uh, his ex-boyfriend, Scott Thorsom, sued him for palimony while he was still alive. Um, and... Here's what's crazy. Liberace sued a magazine, a British magazine in the 50s, for saying that he was gay, and he won. And after he died of AIDS, his estate had to give the money back. Wow. But Musto says he was a mama's boy and a big queer, who, when Musto interviewed him in 85, told a raunchy joke about a, quote, transvestite with a big dick. Uh, even after he got sick, Liberace kept performing in an elaborate fashion, luxuriating in jewels, showmanship, and the sheer love of the spotlight. The next one on the list is someone I really don't know anything about, Alan Carr. Mm-mm. Do you know that name? I don't know her. He was the producer of hits like Grease, hit movies, and um, also flops like Grease 2. Oh, my And God. Can't Stop the Music and Where the Boys Are 84. Uh, he surrounded himself with hot young guys at Hollywood pool parties. He was larger than life. And he is perhaps best known for mounting the world's worst Oscars telecast of all time, the one in which Rob Lowe and Snow White duetted together on Proud Mary. What? You don't know that, Ryan? No. Oh, you need to YouTube that shit. Oh, my God. It's as insane as it sounds. It sounds ins- it's insane. It made no sense. And everyone was like, what's going see on? This. Next on the list is Billy Porter. Oh, yes. He's very much of the moment. Uh, he won the Tony for Kinky Boots, of course, starring in Pose, uh, the which is coming, massively which successful uh, show on uh, FX about, about uh, trans women of color living in New York in the 80s and 90s. Um, he was, has basically been out his whole career. Billy Porter. And is fantastic. Billy Porter, um, uh, earlier in his career when he was doing Broadway, uh, was Teen Angel in the uh, yes. revival. And that, you've seen that video? I think Hunter and Jen were in that production, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, they were. Um, he also was um, in talks to play the witch in uh, the um, 
revival of Into the Woods that was like in 2002, 2003. Sorry, Dick Cavett was who I was trying to think of with Truman Capote. Go on, Ryan. Yeah, so, um, but I don't think that ever uh, uh, Vanessa Williams ended up um, playing the role. But can you imagine Billy Porter as as the the witch? witch? Would have been gag worthy. Uh, So, yes, hats off to Billy. And also, uh, Musto gives honorable mentions to Nathan Lane and Chris Sieber. Great. Okay, next on the list is someone I had never heard of. And I'm shocked that I didn't. His name is Alan Seuss. He was one of the regulars on Laugh-In. Mm. Now, I know Laugh-In, even though it's, it was b- before my time by about three or four years. Uh, I, I'm, you know, as someone interested in comedy, I've gone back and watched Laugh-In, and I know about Joanne Worley, mm-hmm. and obviously Goldie Hawn, and Lily Tomlin, and all the famous people that were on Laugh-In, but I've never heard of Alan Seuss. He was essentially a Paul Lind type. He was very swishy. And one of his bits was he would play this guy named Big Al, uh, as well as a guy who swaggers into a Wild West bar all bow-legged and butch, only to then order a frozen daiquiri. He never came out, and in fact was married to a woman for a while, but here's a clip of Alan Sue's on Laugh-In circa 1969. Don't you ever get off the floor! I'm gonna ring this when soup's on! Oh, get out of here, Twinkle! <laughs> and how are all Today's Uncle Al is going to show you how to make a belt. And Uncle Al could use a belt right now. I think Sean Hayes of Will and Grace owes a certain amount of uh, debt to Alan mm-hmm. Sue's. Yes. He was, a, he was a real campy queen. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> Next up, speaking of campy queens and Will and Grace, is Leslie Jordan. Yes. The Chattanooga-born comic pixie who uh, basically has stolen every scene he's ever been in oh on Will God. and Grace. So, so funny. Good. So funny. Musto points out how many Emmy winners can say they also used to host the Hookie Awards for male escorts. <laughs> the Hookie Awards. What? And last on the list is Andy Cohen. And Musto says, duh, need I really explain? I mean, yeah. So there you have it. The 12 Great. most famous... Uh, the, or what Congratulations. Call Congratulations to the 12 gayest men in showbiz history. From Paul Lind to Billy Porter. Thank you, Michael Musto, for that. Um, this next story uh, goes back to May 13th, and I've been saving it for you, Ryan, because it involves one of the RuPaul queens. Uh-huh. Chips Ahoy for Mother's Day had a campaign where they had like celebrities uh, posting little videos about Chips Ahoy and about mm-hmm. how you should like love your mom, and one of them was Miss Vanjie. Take a listen. Y'all know what we celebrating today? Mother's Day. And I am so thankful to have a mother like mine who supports me through all my craziness and loves on me and buys me Chips Ahoy cookies, Chewy, the original, everything under the sun. My mom knows I love my cookies. So get those cookies. And what's a sweet gesture for you to do to your mama, your real mama, your drag mama, whichever mama, somebody, whoever take care of you, whoever you feel or consider your mama, it's their day today. Get them a cookie, a two, a pack. Buy them all the chips of hoys in the world. I don't know. Or get some milk. Get her some milk, too. You can't buy the cookie without some milk, honey. Get those cookies. It's Mother's Day. It's time to celebrate, love, all that. Cookies. Get them. And if you don't, how you going to celebrate Mother's Day? It's the new chocolates. Okay. First of all, I love her so much. I do, too. She's amazing. Second of all, this is so brilliant because... Her thing when she first uh, came into the workroom on season 10 was get these cookies. Cookies, right. And so like it's brilliant to have her because not only is she like an amazing personality, but that's part of her like brand is cookies. So for her to be doing it's It's also great to see her getting work from a major corporation. I'm sure she got some buckage from that. Oh, yeah. Well, who could object to this happy, you know, affirming, mother-loving, sure. positive message, which is really about just about cookies. loving your mother and eating cookies and yes. giving your mom cookies. Who don't well, love cookies. Guess who objected? Hmm. The American Family Association and One Million Moms and a bunch of other right-wing douchebags on Twitter started going crazy. So they don't love no cookies? Is that what I mean? They don't love drag queens. Someone named Rod Rogers tweeted, and just bought my last bag of Chips Ahoy. Yep. Good. Someone named Bobby Hainline wrote, not going to buy your cookies anymore. I'll go to a bakery and get them there. It may cost more, but I'll survive. You know what? The supermarket sells other kinds of cookies than just Chips Ahoy, you cunt. Idiot. You don't have to go to a bakery. Someone uh, named Dead201Pool with no picture, which means they're a Russian bot, 
wrote that a dude. <laughs> that a dude. Someone else tweeted, delete this. Uh, someone named Beckett Adams tweeted, Happy Mother's Day to men who dress like women. Patriarchy wins again. I, I'm more interested in what Chips Ahoy said. Instead of the trolls. Maybe just sell chocolate chip cookies. Leave drag queens out of it. Uh, Vangie. <laughs> oh, so this guy, Jim Wadkins, uh, replied to Chips Ahoy's video by posting a screenshot of another Vangie tweet when she wrote, Shout out to all the dick suckers. And he wrote, classy spokesperson. And then some awesome guy named Barning Bradley wrote back, she was shouting out to you. You should feel honored. Oh. That's good. These people just have nothing they, better it, to do just, than to wait to be outraged. Thank you. Next. I Th- just, thank you. Next. All right. This is a story that broke on May 7th. And I've been holding on to it because we, we've been banking taped shows and there's been breaking news. And this mm-hmm. is a complicated story. Okay. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get into it, but I have to mention it because it's like my favorite news story of 2019 so far. Do you know who Jerry Falwell Jr. is? I do not. Well, he's obviously the son of Jerry Falwell, the okay. Reverend Jerry Falwell. Don't know who that is. Right-wing, conservative, evangelical pastor, now dead, thank God. The founder of Liberty University, which is basically one of these Christian colleges that, sure. you know, you have, you have to be Christian, you can't be gay, you know, ban all abortions. Hooray for Trump. Jerry Falwell Jr., the son, uh, was one of Trump's earliest supporters and a key supporter because after he endorsed Trump, all the evangelicals went for Trump. Well, there's something very interesting happening with Jerry Falwell Jr. that recently came to light. In 2012, he and his wife traveled to a hotel called the Fountain Blue in Miami Beach where they struck up a friendly relationship with a 21-year-old pool boy named Giancarlo Granda. They were so taken with Giancarlo that they started flying him all over the world on private jets, providing him with financial assistance, and eventually deciding to set him up as a business partner in their new Alton Hotel business venture. Falwell put up a million dollars for a down payment on the property, and then almost a million more on renovations, all because they, quote, wanted to help Granda establish a new career and build a business. Now, it's very strange that you and your wife, that you're a straight man, and you and your wife go on vacation, you meet a pool boy, Mm -hmm. and you wind up essentially giving him millions of dollars and flying around the world with him. Yeah. So, Uh, uh, that's the first part of the story. Okay. Now here's where it gets interesting. Can't wait to see how this turns out. Michael Cohen, former attorney to Donald Trump, now in prison, at one point met with Falwell. And at one point, Falwell approached Cohen about dealing with potentially embarrassing photos that were out there that he did not want to come to light. He described them as being personal photos between a man and his wife. Uh, he actually, Cohen later described them as racy personal photographs, uh, and he, and Tom Arnold, who apparently saw the photographs because he was briefly, you know, very good friends with Michael Cohen said, I actually have one of the photos without getting into specifics. It's terrible. Uh, Terrible. uh, So there's speculation uh, that Jerry Falwell and his wife had some kind of sexual relationship with this pool boy, uh, which they then photographed. And huh. and the photos apparently got out, or he was afraid that they would come out. And the pool boy, is keep, not only is he keeping quiet, but he's very angry that he's being referred to as a pool boy. Uh, <laughs> that is not uh, his position. He says it's very derogatory and that he was a pool attendant. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> It's like when stewardesses <laughs> insist that you call them flight attendants. Didn't he get like millions of dollars? It's anyway? like, why does it matter what they call him? Girl, well, you got your buddy. You got good dick. Well, he's not. I doubt it was good dick from Jerry Falwell Jr. 
But um, oh, good pussy. I don't know. Maybe she give good pussy. But everyone, you know, the Falwells and Giancarlo Granda and everyone else on their side are trying very hard to bury this story. But there's just continuing investigations into what went on and whether there may have been some, you know, illegal transactions, some some kind of money laundering. It's I can't get into all of it because it's so there's dense. So much. There's so many, and there's so many different players. But it is fascinating. Do you think to there's me. more to? Or do you think this is? Yes, more. I think sooner or later we're going to see a picture, and it could have just been. Listen, I'm not saying Jerry Falwell Jr engaged in sex with the guy maybe it was a cuck thing mm-hmm. where the pool boy fucked the wife while jerry watched and jerked off and took pictures who knows sure but that's what you call a cuckold, something gentlemen. happened something you don't just happening. meet a 21 year old pool boy sorry pool attendant <laughs> and wind up like giving him two million dollars unless some shit went down in other news ryan i also saved this for you this is from may 21st it turns out that rimming and kissing Mm-hmm. are the two things most responsible for gonorrhea transmission in gay men. I feel very attacked. A new study shows that gonorrhea... A new study shows that gonorrhea transmission via saliva, rimming, kissing, and oral sex, not anal sex, is the primary method of infection among gay men. Ryan and JB are now kissing. Mm-hmm. AIDS map reports on the Australian research, which involved 60... Sa- sa- same-sex couples, the key finding was that in the absence of urethral infection, when one man in a couple had throat gonorrhea, his partner commonly had throat gonorrhea. And when one man in a couple had anal gonorrhea, his partner commonly had throat gonorrhea. So in other words, it's going from mouth to ass and ass to mouth. <clears throat> well, um, here's what I have to what say. What are these sounds for? I know, I know. I, okay, so you sounds say like a butthole puckering. And I already have the old kiss song we have, so I had to download a new kissing track, and it comes with many different yes. kisses. Let's not have the giggles next time. Ryan, as someone whose favorite activity is rimming, yeah, how do you feel about this? Um, I will continue to eat ass no matter what. I have worked too hard to perfect the skill, and am too too skilled to put that behind me. Um. At this point, I'm pretty sure I have super gonorrhea, so let's just say fuck it and uh, just um, just put your ass in my face. I think for this ho- is a thing, you know, girl. You can check and see if you do have super gonorrhea. There's yes. no, and I advise that. No, yeah. there's no, not for the super for this new strain for gonorrhea. Yes, but if you have super gonorrhea, it's still. I don't think they have like a, a test. For of that course yet. they do, honey. It's a bacteria. All they have to do is see if your if yeah, your if culture you, comes back positive. Yeah, if you have gonorrhea, but if it's in you and they can't, you can take all the the. Um, I don't think that's how it works. That's how. That's what this is all about. I super think it's, gonorrhea. It's about resistant gonorrhea, but they still the test is the same regardless of whether it's regular gonorrhea or super gonorrhea. I just get tested, baby. That's I, all I'm getting do. tested, everyone. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is one thing to have gonorrhea, get tested, get your whatever medication, and then not have it. But if it lives in you permanently, that's different. What you did, it put gonorrhea <laughs> in your. Furthermore, <laughs> my point is, this does not scare me, and I don't give a fuck. Well, thank you. I'm glad you're taking a stand for what you really believe in. I've always am. described you as an activist. Yeah, and um, Some, there needs to you're be an a face. A, you're an activist. I'm an ass. <laughs> <laughs> More men need to be eating ass. Exactly. Um, Not according to this to study. To me, but, well, let me just say this is one of these rare times where I read an STD study and I think, ooh, thank God, because rimming is at the bottom of my list of things that I want to do. Now, I do get rimmed mm-hmm. from time to time. Uh, very few guys know how to do it to me the right way, but there's one in particular that I enjoy, and so far uh, I don't think he's. A, I don't think I've ever had gonorrhea in my ass. But you know, I, I have had to chlamydia. Say, I enjoy. I enjoy eating ass more than I enjoy having my ass eaten. Yes, I know, yeah. and that's even worse because that, then you're, you know, most sure, certainly going to have it in your throat. All I'm saying is, um, you know. Everyone should get tested. That's all you can do is get tested. There's yeah. no way. Unless you're going to use a dental dam, which let's be honest, not <laughs> even lesbians use that no shit. No dental dam being used. Yeah. In much happier news, uh, in Washington, D.C., on the local NBC station, they have an anchor woman named Megan Fitzgerald. And she was giving a little announcement about pride and wanting to. Um, oh, JB, can you stay for just one sec? 
sorry, he was turning off the AC for me. Thank you. Um, she was talking about pride, and she wanted she had a special special message for any young boys and girls listening out there who might be questioning their sexuality. And uh, it turned into a very interesting announcement. Listen to this. Self, no matter who you are, but to the boys and girls watching, to the men and women who may still be struggling, it's worth it. Being just who you are is enough. I know this because I've been through that journey and I'm excited to share with you some yeah. news. I'm engaged. Yes. My beautiful fiance Kelly popped the question yesterday <laughs> along the title basin. It was such a beautiful day. Thank you, Lauren Ricketts. Uh, and then we went to Barcelona on 14th Street for dinner, which is a special place for us. And the people there were so gracious and kind. They made it a memorable night. And so congratulations to Megan Fitzgerald and Kelly Health or Heath, excuse me. Um, I can't remember a local anchor ever announcing no. their engagement, their same-sex engagement. Yes, queen. I'm sure it's happened somewhere. Yeah, particularly yes, among all the gay weathermen. Yeah, but that's wonderful. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and I love also that. that she's a, a lesbian woman of color. Yes, I feel like that has an even greater impact. Absolutely. Um, so good for her. She began receiving immediately uh, messages of congratulations on her engagement and thank you for sharing her story. She retweeted some of the kind words um, about her fiance. She wrote, meeting her was surreal. I knew she was different from the beginning. And even though it sounds cliche, she was the one. She's a beautiful person inside and out. And she's actually been inside. Mm. And I bet they don't have any gonorrhea. I bet, and I'm happy for them. Lesbians, I, I believe, this is a true statement, have the lowest incidence of sure. STDs of any other population, which is God's way of saying women Never were meant gross. to be lesbians <laughs> and men were meant to be horse gay. All right, let's hit the pride music. Yes, we have, no, turn that down a little bit. We have massive amount of pride celebrations happening. This is probably the key week for gay pride around the world. Uh, June 20th through 29th, it's Dublin, Ireland. Kenora Pride in Canada. Cincinnati Pride. Uh, Houston, Texas. Chicago Pride Fest. Woo! Come on, Ryan. Yes. If you were still in Chicago, where would you be going for pride other than Steamworks? Uh, Roscoe's for sure. There you go. Uh, Nashville Pride down in Nashville, Tennessee. Twin Cities Pride. Do you know what the Twin Cities are, Ryan? Yeah, in Minnesota. What are the cities? Um, uh, Minneapolis. And? And... I don't know. Oh, so close. The other one. St. Paul. St. Paul. It's Twin Cities Pride, June 22nd through 24th. Happy Valley Pride. Can you take a guess where that is? Uh, in the valley of that place. I've never heard of this. It's in Hebden Bridge and surrounding areas in the UK. I don't know, but it's good that they have their own pride. Yes, happy pride. Um, <laughs> song is so good. It's so good. But you know what? I can't find any of my script here. Do you have rundowns over there? Because we've got to talk to our um, guest. Let's see. Oh, here it is. I found it. Oh. Um, I should also mention this story while we're listening to the pride music and JB is getting our guests on the phone. There's this group in New York City that is mounting an alternative pride march. Do you know about this? I don't. They call themselves the Reclaim Pride Coalition, and they are staging what they're calling a massive queer liberation march. I have a feeling it's not going to be that massive. On June 30th, the same as the, the regular Pride March, no corporations or uniform police will be allowed. Uh, they are protesting the ongoing brutality against marginalized groups. They basically feel like the regular Pride has become too corporate and that we're too welcoming to the police, which they see as still the enemy of the community and they did this last year as well i have mixed feelings about this what do you feel well i do think there are serious problems in the new york city police department and all police departments when it comes to communities of color yeah. obviously yeah but i think in my experience as a, a white gay man at least for the last 20 years in new york i find the and new york city cops to be extremely gay friendly and compassionate toward gay people yes now again I'm white. Right. I get that my experience is different. And they're hot. And they're so fucking hot. I mean, to the point where it's like you're not an actual cop, you're just a porn star. You're a porn star in, in a policeman's police uniform. We have two different views. Yeah, tell me what you think, JB. Um, it, to me, I guess when I was younger, I thought, no, even younger, because my stepfather, who was an asshole, was a cop, and I thought cops were just abusive, abuse, abusion of power to oppress the Abuse? Weak. 
yeah, abuse of power to oppress the weak, which still holds up today. So I, I don't care what anyone says. In my eyes, they're just big bullies. Do you think that the New York City Police Department as a whole is a homophobic organization? I See, I can't answer that question because my gayness never came up. It's always been about my blackness. Exactly. So, so that's why I applaud them for doing this because they're bringing attention to the fact that people of color and particularly men of color are in danger yeah. from the police. Um, I just don't know if like the pride March is the day to do that. Right. And at the same time, I'm conflicted because I do want to like reach out to the New York city police department and say like, Hey, if you want to march with us, please do and show that like you care about the gay community. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I'm torn, you know, I, I feel you wouldn't be torn if the NYC, if the NYC police department made some, milestones to amend the black community but they didn't absolutely there's been no apologies nothing you're right, right. so particularly how, how in, can you expect us to be to welcome them into the gay community when they can't respect us as black people as the color of our skin so we won't be determined i have fear to walk out but you know every goddamn day i'm scared to leave my house because there's always always cops harassing us i, I don't leave I stay in my little, little See, we little have box. no, we, yeah, we can't I, even imagine what that's like. That, that experience I see terrible. a cop and I feel safe. You see a cop and you feel endangered. It's it's a it's a serious issue. Well, to uh, again, I see a cop and I get hard because they are so hot. But I do agree with you, JB, and I do think that there was an opportunity to make amends and they didn't. And um, yeah, that's well, a in any case. It is now time for our guest interview. And as I said earlier, our guest today is a man with a perfect penis in my humble opinion. But beyond that, he's a published author, poet, musician, model, go-go dancer, and porn star. He's been featured on the Johnny McGovern internet talk show, Hey Queen. Yes. Ryan, are you intimidated by yeah, all his accomplishments I'm just yet? go. And he's only 28 years old. Oh, great. Here's just a taste of some of the work of Eddie Danger. Hit it, JB. Yeah, I did. That was love. That's why. I'm <laughs> We're waiting for it. Come on. Oh, damn, damn, <laughs> yeah. Some skills right there. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Mm. <sighs> oh, shit. <sighs> Please give a warm ass welcome to Eddie Danger. How are you doing? What's up? Are you there, man? How are you? Yes, I'm, I'm okay. That was a uh, really beautiful uh, uh, representation of my entire body of work. Thank you. I, I think it was <laughs> yes. as well, but I, I did mention all the other incredible things that you've done. Oh, yeah. No, it's like music to my ears, that deep throat sound, you know. Yeah, wow. it's gorgeous. <laughs> I may or may not have ejaculated while cutting that clip over the weekend. Oh my God. Well, God bless. Thank you for, uh, for uh, appreciating the arts. I yes. do appreciate them. Eddie, where are you at this particular <laughs> moment? I'm okay. To be candid, I have a pride parade that I have to run for my company. So I'm sitting in my cubicle at work right now. Oh my God. <laughs> but, but it's a Saturday baby and nobody's here. So here we are. So you have yeah. a, you have a day job in addition to all of these side hustles that you've got going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah. <laughs> I work with computers. So, uh, it's something. It pays the bills so I can gallivant around the country on the weekends, you know. I just read a long list of professions in which you have worked. Which one of them do you currently identify with most? If you were to meet someone new and they said, hey, Eddie, what do you do? What's your answer to that? Uh, it's kind of hard to say. I really like um, doing appearances, but I don't like dancing anymore because um, I've had too many horrific stripping accidents. So this one is... Um, uh, I would say party animal, <laughs> um, but I, uh, I'm kind of getting uh, grumpy and grouchy. So maybe the writer portion, maybe an investigate. Um, who was the one that wrote about the apes? Um, what's oh. her name? Um, uh, Margaret uh, Mead or um, uh, uh, Diane Fossey. One. One uh, okay, well, uh, there's somebody else I'm looking for right now, but, um, but <laughs> I am an investigative reporter. So let's just say that, investigative reporter. So I'm here uh, on the scene of all these porn shoots and all these uh, strip club events so I can report back to everybody how fucking ridiculous everything is, you know? And I think that's where I am right now. Well, um, and I like to have fun. What are some of the uh, dancing, the go-go dancing accidents or incidents that you're talking about? Like what, what horrific things would happen? Ooh, okay. Um, so uh, currently I'm recovering from a 
uh, a surgery on my knee. Um, but this was to remove scar tissue from a much larger injury that I went through um, about two years ago. It was an ACL uh, t shatter. I was doing a split off a ladder and um, uh, on a, for a show, and uh, and I landed, and the, the, somebody had thrown a drink or something was wet. Maybe it was the oil that these fuckers put all over all over, all over their bodies. And my my um, heel slipped out from under me. I do a split where you know your legs are like completely open. It's like uh, I don't know what it's called in the gymnastics world, but it's not the one where it's forward. It's side to side. Mm -hmm. So my heel kind of snapped and it shattered my ACL. Um, so that was uh, that was uh, one of them. And I had to get reconstruction surgery on that, but then the scar, some sort of scar tissue built up in, in front of that, so I couldn't dance like I used to, and I couldn't run. So the newest um, surgery was to eliminate all that scar tissue, so hopefully I can run again. But it's kind of enough to be like, fuck this shit. Like, nobody's handy enough to dance anymore if I have to, like, hurt myself this bad. I can cuss and bled all over a bunch of girls at, like, a Magic Mike show. I've torn my hamstrings um, several times. Um, I've done. I've I've gone through a lot in this fucking uh, business. You but know? couldn't you couldn't um, you still dance and just not do any acrobatic tricks? I wouldn't want to. I mean, what I'm doing right now is it's just boring. Like, see, if you go to West Hollywood and you go to say say Mickey's, you see those guys up there. They're making some money, but they're not doing anything. I'm um I uh, I like to feel what I'm doing. You know, so if I'm a drummer, if uh, I am, but if, when I'm playing drums, if I'm not tired by the end of it or if i don't feel like exhausted while i'm drumming i don't feel like i'm doing it and i'm not putting any passion to it so i don't want to be there if i feel like this is just run of the mill i don't want to do it so like when a gig gets boring um <clears throat> i try to judge it up like i used to do um a lot of aerial acrobatics um on a chain when i was working naked as one does Secrets in DC. Yeah, as one does. But um, but oh, and I fell off of the chain one time and it hurt my back pretty bad. <laughs> but oh either way, um, but uh, I would do acrobatics on like the poles or whatever and, and a bunch of fun stuff. But it's just because I can't just be there, you know. Let's get I some. Think, sorry, I was just gonna say sorry. let's let's get some um, some bio, biographical information on you. You you currently live okay. in D.C. Yes. Yes. You grew up in Cleveland. You were an honor so student. Say again. So to speak. I mean, I, I moved out to uh, Yorktown, Virginia uh, when I was like 10. So, oh. you know. And yeah. you, you were an honor student at Virginia Wesleyan College. Uh, see, Virginia Wesleyan University now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I changed that on my resume so I can get a better job. As well you should. Uh, and you've yeah. had, and, and as we said earlier, you're a published poet. So these are not necessarily things we would expect from someone who goes into go-go dancing and porn. How did that journey into sort of the adult entertainment business evolve? Okay. Um, uh, I have recently come into an understanding in my life where the, everything changed um, when I was around 11 years old. And I started to, like, discover, um, you know, the adult entertainment industry. And it, as, a, uh, as like, a, like, a thing that exists, like, Speak. I went to a gas station on my birthday. Um, I, there was somebody I used to make out with in this neighborhood behind my house, and the gas station was right next to it. So a, I went a, there to man, do that. A boy or girl? Girl. And so I went there, and so I, I was in the gas station, and I was like, um, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna do some, uh, some, some uh, sticky fingers, you know, so to speak. So I went and I grabbed a, a porn magazine, and it happened to be a small one that could fit into my little my little pants, you know? <laughs> so I did that, and I went home, and I realized this isn't a normal porn magazine. This is a, like a, like a Hustler Fantasies. That's what it was called. But it was like Penthouse Forum, so to speak. So it was like uh, a letters literature, but alongside of that was pornographic material. And uh, the men looked great, the women looked great, and I think at that moment I realized uh, I'm attracted to all of this. And also... Um, my pornography wasn't um, video at the time because, I mean, this was the early days of, like, Napster and, uh, and LimeWire and all that shit. So um, you could download it. Um, it was, certainly wasn't the days of, like, a Playboy magazine. You know, we had, had gotten past that, but it wasn't readily accessible quite yet. So I had to sit there and read this shit. So I think my entire um, life took a change, and it was just like, Okay, well, we want to stick on a normative life path, so we're going to be doing literature, academia, um, that sort of garbage. I'm going to I'm going to follow the beaten that path, garbage. but I am kind of interested. Yeah, I'm interested in a different and a more uh, like elevated sense of pornography. And, uh, um, uh, in, in other words, it was kind of more um, 
uh, I want to get to the bottom of what human sexuality is all about and maybe uh, um, add something um, a little more fun to it. So I'm working on a book right now that's been kind of um, following this this journey that I've had for the last 10 or 11 years in this industry. It started off like before RuPaul's Drag Race blew up when there were like shitty um, uh, shitty gigs for shitty performers who worked as like hookers, you know, and everybody's mean, everybody's bullying, everybody was dealing drugs backstage before everybody was Disney and all this. And, um, and that's where it started. I was like, this is subterranean and interesting. This was when I was like, um, uh, getting into college and starting to be like, what do I want to do with my life? I'm very good at writing. I'm going to start like looking into this. And so I started working as a stripper that turned into, um, like, and this wasn't to make money. It was because I was interested in right. it. And as I was kind of progressing through my life, it, it was more of a, um, uh, well, this is what I do. You know, some people, like, they go to college and they, they, they say, I'm going to become a teacher. And they're a teacher from that day until the day they die. I was like, okay, I had a reflection the other day. What else do I want to do with my life? And I was like, well, I have a day job. It, does, it gets me by. But, like, what have I been doing for? What was the only thing I know how to do? It's the adult entertainment industry. And it's not a sad thing. Had, it's just, Eddie, um, had, had you been yeah. sexually active from a young age? Uh, yeah, like 13, 14. With both boys and girls? Uh, the guys showed up a little later. Um, uh, and I think that's a good thing for me um, because... I've seen a lot of um, a lot of kids, uh, especially like since they have eighteen and up clubs, kind of uh, get taken advantage of, and men are very disgusting. Yes, um, there's a lot of predators. Ones. And I, yes, and I'm very glad that I didn't get into the scene until I was old enough to handle myself. You know, um, and I also kept people at a distance that whole time because I think that I I'm still kind of afraid of men to in general, but um, but that's for a different reason. Um, but you know what's, well, what's that, that reason? Like, I was. Uh, Oh, I, I just like being a dancer, um, uh, being in the scene. Like you see the very the worst sides of people. The messages I get on Instagram, uh, Facebook, everything. I've uh, men are just disgusting, and in a way that <laughs> women aren't. And um, it's and, true. But, you know, you know what I'm saying. Also, I have a feminist degree, so um, like my master's in, is in feminism. So the entire um, my entire academic kind of journey um, has been kind of slanted on this like um like a feminist track hmm. so i've never really trusted men um so i mean it's, it's all right but i mean I, it's it's great to have a gay community where like you know not everybody's horrible because we're family but i do know that there's a very dark side of people and, and luckily this whole stripping thing in the uh like the adult entertainment industry brought that to light before i can witness it firsthand like would, you know would you say you identify as bisexual i pan Pan, whatever. I mean, I do it. Like, I, I've dated uh, trans women. Um, I've hooked up with trans men, um, uh, men that um, don't necessarily identify with any one gender in particular. Oh, so, so why do I say men? I don't know. But I don't really care, to be honest. Um, well, when you, I'm let me ask you this. Bit. When you are alone and you jerk off, what, do you, <laughs> what are you thinking about primarily? Uh, I don't know. Um, that changes all the time. I don't fetishize a lot of normal things. Um, I like home videos, so usually something that's uh, sent to me, or if I'm going to have an experience soon, if somebody's like sent me a video of us doing something, like I film a lot um, of my hookups because I have a just for fans, and um, that's how I make a lot of side money. So I typically just go on that and try to remember things that I've um, I've enjoyed in the past. But it's kind of weird because I can't watch regular porn. Um, it, it comes off as uh, it's, it's forced. I know when the cum shots are fake. I know when the guy can't keep a boner. I t typically, nobody's attracted to each other on set in general. So I just know these things so it doesn't get me going. It's just a weird, like, thing. Like, psychologically, this industry really warps you, you know? I'm sure. <laughs> now, when I yeah. did a search for Eddie Danger porn, I only found one gay porn. Uh, and you I found, have a, found a lot. I, there's only one on Pornhub. Um, Good. But but on your Twitter feed, there's lots of straight porn. So am I correct yeah. in thinking you do more straight porn than gay porn? No. Um, I make money off of um, not giving away free shit. And what these gay companies do, and I learned this when I was 18 years old and I got in this industry, um, 
gay companies, as well as straight, but straight companies don't give a fuck about the male performers. Like, gay companies are, they, they make stars out of both of their models, the yeah. top and the bottom, because there's a case for everybody. So what they do is they give their porn to these fucking sites, like RocketTube or Pornhub or whatever, and then it's given away for free. And I'm not making any money off of that. They pay me off with a thousand, or like a thousand five hundred bucks, whatever they decide to lowball me with, and then that turns into, um, the entire world is seeing what I've got to like got going on, and I'm not making a dime off of that. Except unless I become a star and I get bookings, but I get my own bookings for my own shit, you know. Right. Yeah, so we, I can roller skate around a club. We had a former you know? porn star on the show named Aaliyah Janine. I don't know if you know her, and uh, uh, of course I don't. <laughs> she <laughs> she was railing against the all of the tubes uh, for the same reason as you that but, that they basically well, just exploit um, porn actors and don't pay them anything. Right, but that's changed. Pornhub has had a, a, like um, uh, created an initiative where you could upload your own content in the same way that OnlyFans and Just for Fans uh, can, and many bits and all that. You can make money off of this, and I've seen people get make over six figures uh, posting their shit to Pornhub. So they're taking initiative. Good for them. But it's just the fact that it's all free. So what I do, and this might be unethical, is when these fuckers release that shit for free, I'm like, it's free game, baby. I steal it. I don't promote it on, on um, Twitter at all. And I put that up on my own shit. I'm like, fuck you. It's free. Right. Um, so, yeah. And so I'm going to make money off of it if you don't. Fuck you. So anyway, um, but when uh, going back to Twitter, I only share the straight stuff. And this is all from one company. It's because the guy took a chance on me. Um, he's a lot, he, he, he accepts that I'm a crossover performer. And uh, he books me with girls that I'm friendly with. And... It's a good time working with him. And um, I share the straight stuff because most of my audience doesn't care to see it. And if they do, they're going to purchase it from this guy. He's going to make money. It comes back to me because the guy regularly books me. Do any, now, if I share like... Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, do any, of the women, share, do any of the women that you work <laughs> with in straight porn have any trepidation about having sex with you because you also do gay porn or do they not care? No, I wouldn't do it if they, if they, if they had a problem. I would, uh, if I, if I saw anything indicative of them not being down for the faggotry, I wouldn't. Film with them <laughs> yes. I, we love that word. Because I no. Well, the thing is because I'm like, then I'm representing like my community in a way that and, and I'm not going to milk the gay dollar. Like the pink dollar is okay. I'm not going to steal it from them and hand it over to and share some shine with some douchebag. Like there was one girl that you. I was booked with, and she was. I, I just don't want to fuck with that because I'm going to walk in there acting like I do, and I'm the clack of fan. I'm going to be wearing the stupid outfits that I wear, and then I'm going to be like, let's fuck, and then I'm I'm on, then I'm like in character. But like, if some girl is going to be like, ew, like what? Like what's your problem? And she's going to give me a like a like attitude. I don't feel like I could keep a boner with somebody who's homophobic. So I mean, good that's for the, you. Uh, Eddie, how yeah, old how old were you when you first realized you had a perfect penis? Uh, I'd say uh, I was like twenty twenty four. Ooh, that's old. I don't really look at myself like that. I've always been a loser, and I've always been weird. Um, how could, how like, is that possible is a, when you're so beautiful? Well, I thank you. I, it's just not a thing that happens, you know. Like and and uh, like you're still the crying loser um, with no friends um, from. Um, from 13, 14 years old until you, uh, until you die. Like, like, your brain is wired a certain way, and I've never been somebody to think that I'm anything special, which is great. Um, but there must have been a moment like, early in your sex life when someone said, wow, that's a great dick. To be honest, no. Um, because, what is um, wrong with that? Uh, when I, well, no, the thing is, is like, I was never with people that had a fuck ton of experience until I was working in these nude clubs and I was, as when I was working there I never got a boner and also like the gay community is very vicious like if they tell you you have a nice dick um, they'll like tell you you're ugly or like they'll tell you you're overweight or something well so, I'm here to tell you that the whole package <laughs> is excellent uh, Thank you, baby. in our time it. in our time remaining it's time to play everyone's favorite game ask me no question hit it okay. JB ask me no question what's the hottest scene you've ever filmed Oh, um, some girl's first time anal, first time ever. Wow. Uh, she cried. What, I'm yeah. sure she did. What are the exact dimensions of your penis? Oh, I don't know. I'd say, like, last time I checked, it was seven and a half, and uh, I don't really know. It's but thick. thick, though. I think it's yeah. thick. Um, thank you. Ride. Ever taken it up the ass? <laughs> Me, certainly. Oh, you have? On film? Yeah, I, t I don't. I, I, yes, that was, like, one of the first scenes I did, and it was pretty amazing, like, I, um, it was magic that day because the guy was gigantic and I was, um, 
I had uh, done it twice in my life, and I took it like a champ, and I, we also came at the same time. So oh, just my for God. Both of us. Yes, but, queen! Um, Beautiful. That is exciting. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. You could look it up, but I'm not going to plug their company because they're not fucking paying me. I will but find I'll that movie them. before the end of the day. Um, <laughs> okay. Milkshake flavor, vanilla, chocolate, or strawberry? Vanilla. Wow. I was not expecting that. Interesting. What's yeah. been the most exciting night of your life so far? Oh, um, I don't, uh, I've had a lot of, um, crazy, uh, like uh, insane times. I, uh, I don't know. Uh, a lot of things I'm going to write about in the book. Um, I'd say when I felt most alive was when I was doing a number, um, uh, okay. So, um, I, I used to do shows where I would come out like dressed as Jesus Christ and nail to a cross. Um, I would come out as Ace Frehley from Kiss. And uh, when I came out, this was like a presentation like Magic Mike, and I would have to strip down to nothing. Now, um, I felt so alive working at this club, Secrets, and for the majority of my like early years working as a, as a dancer. And one night, one that sticks out in my mind when I was absolutely fucking happy, bliss, complete bliss. I've never been so um, – perfection was everywhere. I was in a new relationship. Everything was cute. The music was dynamite back then. This was like, uh, I don't know, a few years ago. And this one night, it was 4th of July. Um, and I came out, I decided I was going to come out of the Statue of Liberty. And I made a, like a polyester gown, and I had the book, and I had uh, sparklers. <laughs> and underneath the whole thing, I had like a complete like Americana, like, like uh, rocket pop moment going on. And, uh, and you know what? I, I didn't get to the reveal portion of that, because when I lit those fucking sparklers on fire, the entire polyester gown exploded into flames. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, wow. And then this shit is smoking and fire is everywhere. And then it just drops down. I luckily I didn't get too burned, but it just fell down. The the, the fire alarm went off. But you know, still um, played the music, and we went through the entire thing. And I, it was um, the show must uh, go on. You could have died. It like, it, yeah, it was great. Were it they was, hosing um, you down? Uh, no, no. They they know what they let Eddie do what he does, and um, <laughs> let and Eddie was, burn. It'll be fine. Yeah, let 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 him burn because he's probably doing it to make a statement. You know, like I've I've done several things with water but, on stage. And like that was like usually they just let me do it and I clean it up. But Eddie, I'm responsible. How did you put the fire out and continue? I stomped it out, and but also I was doing splits and backflips back then. So like I did that while the music was playing. Can you imagine watching was, this. Um, and were you naked by the Perry's. end? Yeah, well, because I had to take my underwear off, so it was like Katy Perry's birthday, birthday something cut into uh, Boom Clack by uh, by that Charlie whatever. And like when the Boom Clack thing was going on, that's when the when the fire ignited and all that fun <laughs> stuff was going on. But, I mean, it was enough to make a spectacle. You know? Sure. That's what I wanted. It's but like the finale of Pippin. Oh, and, but you know what? I once came out <laughs> um, your life, to the Survivor music. Now we're going on down on uh, down memory lane. And I came out with, with a fucking, um, like, like uh, the tribe from Survivor, like in like a, like a, like a, I was on a vacation or something yeah. with like button up and khakis. Take that off. I got a fucking coconut titties on and a, uh, and then a hula skirt, do a hula number for the kids. And then I ripped that off and I got like a little speedo. I have, I do a beer chugging competition, kick the beard away, like hose, like dry myself off. Then I got to whip that out and pull the cock out and start slapping people with it, you know? I mean, that's a show that I would pay to see. I have to be honest with you. Yeah. Eddie, what's what's the sexiest thing about a man? Mm, uh, Come shot. What's the sexiest thing about a woman? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, Willingness to... uh, uh, No, their eyes. Okay, that's a safe answer. Who are you supporting for president in 2020? Uh, uh, I don't fucking know nobody. Um, B, I don't like. I'm not putting my 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 uh, my opinion in anybody that I don't know anything about. And currently, I have zero time to look at anything. Any so, danger for um, president in 2020? Thank you, thank you. Somebody who's I love the gay dude that's running because he's such a fucking genius. Pete but Buttigieg. I don't know anything else about. Him. He's a genius. Yeah, he's he a good so guy. Many languages. What would you like to be doing ten years from now, Eddie? Nothing. I want to. I want to retire. I want to be in my cubicle and be left alone. Amen. Sounds good to me, Eddie Danger. Thank you so much for talking to us. How can people follow you on all of your social media channels? Uh, well, Instagram. You can go to at Eddie Danger. Uh, Twitter's a little different because somebody uh, Eddie Danger was stolen, so it's Eddie Dangerous. I've got a just for fans. Um, my legal name is uh, is Eddie Danger uh, uh, something else, but you sort it out if you want to find me on Facebook or whatever. I tend to be real on. 
Facebook because it's more exclusive and nobody uses it anymore. But uh, I really hope I wasn't a bummer. I tend to get like this. No, you're fascinating. Thank you so much for okay. coming on. We hope to have you back <laughs> and have a happy pride. I want to thank Ryan Frostig and JB. We will be back next week with special guest New York Times editor Patrick Healy, who will be recapping the Democratic primary debate from the night before. Don't forget to download Adam Sank's last comedy album. Follow me, me, on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Sank. Follow Ryan at Ryan Frosting. Follow JB at Stocking Anarchy. Subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com. Email me. Send me dick pics, especially if you're Eddie Danger. And I hope everyone has a great week and a happy Pride. Love, everyone. Love. Happy Pride. Thank you.